Are you ready for phenomenal thought leadership from the most well-respected leaders in industry? Join us for stellar conversations and sound advice from trailblazers who have a passion for excellence. Learn best practices that will catapult the culture of your company into a new level of greatness. Welcome to Great Companies, Great Leaders. Your host is Christine Gannon. Hi, everybody. So glad you joined us today and super, super excited to have one of my heroes, Dr. Teresa Ramsey, with us today. She is an expert naturopathic physician, and she's bringing more than three decades of experience in functional medicine and integrative care to her practice called Revitalized Functional Medicine. It's in Paradise Valley, but she serves women from all over the state, all over the country, and probably outside of the country, I imagine. So welcome this morning. Well, thank you so much, Christine. It's an honor to be here with you. So a little bit about Dr. Ramsey. She began her professional pursuits as a registered nurse. And after 10 years in this capacity, she decided she wanted to assist her patients further and earned her naturopathic doctor of medicine. She's an expert in lifestyle enhancement and improved quality of life. And I can attest to that a million percent. (laughs) Currently, her practice focuses on preventative aging with bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. She loves getting to know her patients. They truly become part of her practice, but also part of who she is. She, She truly cares for them. She takes time to listen to their individual concerns, health histories, medical needs, and then sets up treatment goals. So she develops a custom care plan. There isn't anything cookie cutter about her practice. And the the custom plan really promotes wellness and encourages healthy living. And her, her attention to detail and patient care hasn't gone unnoticed. She's been named top doc by Phoenix Magazine for multiple years in a row. And when she isn't working with patients, she loves training up and coming medical professionals. Throughout the year, she also provides educational workshops on the history of bioidentical hormone therapy, and she invites physicians to train alongside her. She's also a very successful writer and author of Healing 101, a guide to creating the foundation for complete wellness. Dr. Dr. Ramsey welcomes any man or woman seeking improved vitality and a healthier, happier life to her practice, Revitalized Functional Medicine, today. So welcome again. And today we're talking about prioritizing well-being in the workplace. And we're going to talk about how leaders and organizations can do that and how they can advocate for their own mental health. And so I thought we'd start a little bit. I thought we'd start with a little bit about your background. How did you arrive at your thriving practice and, and the whole transition? Right, at this destination. Well, Christine, I really enjoyed being a nurse. I loved everything about it. I didn't even know that this existed. And it was one of those out of the blue moments. I wasn't looking for it. It found me. And I couldn't be happier about it because I thought I was set in my career for life as a nurse. And um, I'll share the details with how it happened exactly quickly. So I was working in ICU at the time. So it was heart surgery, ICU. Those are my specialties. And in ICU, you know, patients are always asleep. They're on the ventilator. As soon as you take it out, you transfer them to telly. Well, this one in particular day, we were, they were backed up in telly. So we had a wake patient for longer than normal. She was an old elderly female by herself, small little woman and um, a little scared. 
So I was sitting on her bed going over her discharge paperwork. Um, and as I was doing that, the head nurse worked, walked past me and she invited me into her office to talk. And my thought was, I'm getting in trouble for sitting on a bed because I don't typically sit on a patient's bed, but I wanted to be close enough to her so she could understand me. And what she said to me when she closed the door behind us was, are you doing what you love? And I said, I am. I love it. And she said, you love people so much and your patients are always asleep. And when I saw how tender you were with her, I just want to make sure that your heart is being fulfilled as a nurse. What head nurse says that? Wow. Nobody, right? So I was, so she made me think and I immediately started searching because I was working 312. So that was considered full time. So I had four days off and started searching other careers that could complement what I did, like nutrition or even massage. I was thinking, how can I, you know, be with people in the awake state, (laughs) right? Right. And I called Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine thinking they offered, who who knew? I didn't know what they offered. And the woman, Debbie Smolinski, who answered the phone, wonderful doctor herself, she, um, she answered the phone and was saying, no, we just have a physician program. That's all we offer. And I said, well, I'm not interested. Thank you very much. And she went on and on to explain what it was. And I'm like, okay, just send me a package. I didn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> I wasn't going to open it. My husband at the time did. He said, Teresa, you would love this. This is right up your alley. Because I was all about health, yoga, nutrition, and all of that. And um, this took it even further. Functional medicine is about helping the body be its best self. And so I went on my interview. It was an all-day interview. I thought I blew it. And um, I didn't. They called me the next day and said, do you want to be part of our first graduating class? Wow. So I joined and it was very difficult because my mindset was, you know, suppress, cut out. And here they're saying, no, support and assist. And the body has amazing capabilities. And it was, it was like two entirely different paradigms. So I was doing PRN nursing and I had to stop because I couldn't keep having my head bobble back and forth between Mm -hmm. the two paradigms. And then I went full-time to school, finished. And it wasn't really until clinicals where I saw the magic of the medicine. You know, when you're in school, you don't, you're just studying, learning, testing, all that. In clinicals, you got to see where the magic happened. And and I was hooked from that moment on. Wow. That is an amazing journey, honestly. And it really helps me to understand your transition and why you're so invested in your patients. You really spend the time to understand who they are as people and, and really allow the body to heal itself with some assistance, right? Along the way. And I love, I love what you said about the magic of medicine, you know, and, and the magic happens with the body because Mm -hmm. really that's what you're working with. So I'm going to transition a little bit to talk about the mind because we know a lot happens in the mind and in business, it's often really taboo to talk about mental health and anything related to mental health issues. And so Mm -hmm. it's often perceived as a sign of weakness when in reality, it's, it's our body telling us something. So what are the risks do you think of keeping mental health in the closet? Oh, tremendous risk. But I think the problem is the word, right? I think Um, the word mental health sounds yucky, right? That word itself, if we call it like joy health (laughs) or something else, I don't think it would be as taboo. We all struggle with different things. None of us are perfect, right? So we have our down days. We have our up days. We have our fear days. We all have it. And honoring that in ourselves first allows others to honor that in them. So in the workplace, because, well, my workplace specifically is a small family, Um, We all care about each other very much. 
if we were not honest with each other, we wouldn't be a cohesive team. Right. So I think the word itself is distracting. I think it takes away from really what it is. We need a new word. I agree. I'm going to call it joy health. I like that. I yeah. like that. Talk to me a little bit about, because I know you see a lot of very high powered individuals in yeah. stressful work and careers. How do you think uh, these types of, these type of issues show up in the workplace? How, how do we, how do we see it show up? Right. When we are not our authentic self, anything can happen. That's not um, in our highest, in, in our best we don't show up as our best self if we're not authentic. I know that for myself as well. And in the workplace, it creates friction because if we're not authentic with ourselves, guess what? We're not authentic with anybody. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important. Like if I have a patient who's suffering and I think they're all alone with their anxiety, whatever it might be, I can relate to them. And all of a sudden they're, they relax because they realize they're not alone. I think that's a big part of it. None yeah. of us are alone. Right. None of us are. Can and when imagine, we think that, we isolate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if people were able to talk about this in the work environment, just to say, I'm walking into this big meeting and I have a ton of anxiety. Will you just like stand with me for a minute in this space and, and just be, be with me, right? Just to be able to be that transparent. Just hold the space. That's all. That's so important. The yeah. pause. Yes. Yes. You know, the, and you know, to me, it's all about perception, right? Because there's, we all have stress. And it's our perception that dictates our outcomes with stress. We can perceive it as a huge mountain laying on top of us, or we can perceive it as something that's going away in five seconds. Yeah. It's our perception that dictates our outcomes. Very true. Very but if we don't sit with that long enough, we don't even know what our perception is. And then we just roll with it, roll, roll, roll with the stress instead of pausing long enough to say, wait a minute, I can make a different choice here. So- and the choice might be just to sit. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you recommend we support each other best with these types of things, whether we're in a large corporation, a small family practice, how, how can we support each other? I find the easiest way is for us to be open and honest about our own weaknesses when it comes up. And that makes us feel safe if, if it's received well, if it's not received well, of course, we don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. But without safety, again, we're not authentic. Right. So supporting each other by being our on being very honest with who we are. First. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then inter- holding space. Absolutely. We interviewed um, Naomi Kramer, who's the yeah. chief human resources officer at Banner Health. And she talked about living with a child that had special needs and she didn't tell anyone. And she was having all these stressful issues. And once she shared that, to your point, being her authentic self, um, she had a support system around her show up in the workplace, but not being her authentic self. And she shares this on the podcast. I'm not sharing anything confidential. Um, That authentic self showing up allowed other people to stand in that space with her. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many parents that have handicapped children in any way. And it becomes a secret. Yes. They want to protect their child from judgment or whatever it might be. And that's really hard and complex. And it comes simply down to love and acceptance. And that's where all of the healing begins. Absolutely. So there's a connection between, I'm I'm, I'm using your word, joy health, joy 
brain health and yeah and hormones what is that connection oh my goodness christine the research on estrogen and brain health is wide and long there is not a study that doesn't confirm estrogen deficiency and dementia depression anxiety insomnia i can go on and on and on but the research is extremely clear there's so many receptors in our brain for estrogen and when those receptors aren't stimulated we default to our weak spots wow another one progesterone is a calming hormone and i can describe it like if i take it too early and i don't go to bed i start slurring my words that's because progesterone induces relaxation deep relaxation we're supposed to take it before bed and so many women because i can't give progesterone to men don't sleep. They love progesterone. So the brain is so dependent on hormone health, including thyroid. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So there's all a connection. There's a very much connection. So. strong, very strong. So many women will say to me more so than my male patients, when will I get my memory back? You know, I treat a lot of lawyers, doctors, nurses, and I say a month. And that's typically about the time frame. They start to feel competent in their memory skills. So if I'm an executive, I'm listening to this podcast, or I, I'm just not an executive, I'm just in the workplace and I'm struggling with anxiety, depression, stress, memory issues. It, it doesn't really matter. And know that I'm too young to be having that. I'm not in my 90s or 100s, which I know we don't even have to have that at that age, but, right. but they could come and have their hormones checked to see if there are some opportunities with that to, to help support that. You know, they can, and in my opinion, they should. And why do I say that? Because number one, there's no risks at all. If there were risks, I wouldn't be doing it. I would be seeing them if there were. And number two, we all deserve to have a healthy, happy aging process. And we weren't supposed to live after 50, Christine. I think you know that, right? Like 50 was it until conventional medicine intervened. And now we're living till 100. That second half of our lifespan is considered a deficient state of hormones. Think about a diabetic who doesn't take insulin, they die, we yes. suffer. Right. And so we don't have, the suffering is unnecessary. You know, the fear about all of these things is completely unnecessary. I understand why it's out there, but it's unnecessary. It was, it was um, misinterpreted research. I saw a meme the other day that said, enjoy your 20s, 30s, and 40s, because when you hit 50, the check engine light comes on. <laughs> <laughs> and we check, 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 check. What do we right? do? <laughs> That's but great. But there's a solution to that check engine light, right? So oh, 100%. Yes. So share with, share with us five things you think leaders can do today to support their mental health. Where, where do you think they should start? Mm -hmm. One thing, this is very basic stuff I learned back in, med in medical school, is like you think of your body as a table with four legs, and each leg represents a different part of self-care. So nutrition is first, because how we feed ourselves is how our cells turn over. And I see <clears throat> food interfere with mental health a lot, inflammation. Um, one pillar is, is food. The other pillar is sleep. We have to prioritize our sleep. Um, the third is exercise, moving our body keeping ourselves awake. And then the fourth is supplementation because none of us get enough nutrients from food because our soils are so depleted. I wish there were five legs because yeah. if there were, that would be <laughs> replacing hormones as we age. Absolutely. They all work together. 
Right. And it's just being mindful of those. Like some, some of us, and I've been here myself many times and we just roll through life and forget about how important they are to give attention to, give attention to our sleep, our food, our exercise and our supplements. Um, just doing that alone is going to give us so much more clarity, calmness, whatever it is that we need. Right. Because exercise gets out all of our stress. We all have it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, the, the, one of the biggest challenges I see, and, you know, yes, you're right. A lot of my patients are high powered, busy and food is like their default, right? Whatever it is they have or drive through, that's what it is because they're so busy. I, this, we live in this really busy world, right? And um, just making that more of a priority is very important for us. I think the environment we're in right now, especially with COVID and all the things that are just happening in our environment, regardless of what space and place you hold in a work environment, there's stress. There's stress around mm -hmm. people getting sick, not getting sick, the vaccine, not the vaccine, the people coming back into the office, not in the office. I think there's just a lot of yeah. maybe higher levels of stress even than we've experienced before. We've not been here before. So we're living fast paced computers, cell phones. We never had this. Like I remember, you know, as a kid, you had to go home on the landline to call your friend and either they were home or they weren't, you couldn't leave a message, you know, or unless there was an answer machine. I didn't have a computer until I was in medical school. Yeah. You know, and now everything is so quick and fast and it's difficult to live a balanced life with all of that. And, and the stress of like you said, COVID and the fear that's out there and how the news presents things. It's, it's very difficult on everyone. Yes. I so we've got to find our place in there and where we feel supported, loved, connected, grounded. And it sometimes requires us to cut things out like the news, which I have done because I realized mm -hmm. how much that plays on my mental health and, and yeah. the health of, of how I see things, the filters that I see things through and the fear and the anxiety that it stirs up when in reality, mm. I have no control over most of it. And, and that's a realization that, that really has supported um, growing in this time, right? And yeah. cutting out some of that negativity. And that's not maybe a popular opinion, but no, we have, yeah. Isn't, but it's something to sit with if it's not, right? Let's say it's not popular, sit with it and just feel one week without the news and how different it might be. Absolutely. One week. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to see, I don't, I only watch taped shows or the Olympics. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have people listening. They might want to start somewhere. They, they need a first step. How can they find you and, and what should they do first? Right. Well, even without me, if they just slow their bodies, their lifestyles down a little bit, that's step one. Like that's what I need often is just a check-in. Um, two, is nutrition supporting your well-being? Three, are we moving our bodies? Sure. Four, all of that stuff. So are we exercising? And if they want more help than that, and they can reach out to me. They can. We're in Paradise Valley, Arizona. We treat the world. We do. I treat many patients I've never met in person. And um, I'll give you our website. I'll give you our phone number. That'd be great. Our website is revitalizedparadisevalley.com. And our office number is 480-970-0077. Awesome. I encourage you to go to her website. There's so much information out there that is just great knowledge and really 
really, really helpful. So thank you so much for being with us today. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. And I really encourage you to reach out. Hormones are a really big deal with stress and, and I, I can attest. Yes. And the immune system. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Christine. I really appreciate you. Brightworks Consulting hosts this podcast and YouTube channel to spotlight the leadership around the world that is changing lives. Brightworks offers a myriad of consulting services in the public and private sector to include diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions for any size company. You can find us at www.brightworksconsulting.com. We're honored to have Best Companies AZ as a presenting sponsor for this podcast. Best Companies AZ is your number one source for regional employer branding. You can find them at www.bestcompaniesaz.com.